Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Go Steelers! Go Steelers! Say go Steelers! Go Steelers! Welcome to the Steelers Outpost Podcast, a proud member of Sports Drink Network. It's July 11th, 2022. This is Tom coming to you from the veranda of the Washington, D.C. Outpost. Nick joins me from the Houston Outpost. And lo and behold, we had some blockbuster news today. Heinz Field is no more. Actually, the building's still there. But it is being renamed Acrisure Stadium. Apparently, the Steelers have reached a 15-year deal to rename it after an insurance brokerage. This is good fortune for us to have this news. I, I Here's, okay, a couple quick thoughts. Obviously, the name sucks. It's hilarious. It might be so bad it's good. One of those things, though. Aquafor Stadium reminds me of Karen. I think that was Karen from Goodfellas, right? Who's always looking for her Aquafor, and it's very stressful because I think they're trying to flush, flush drugs down the toilet or something. Uh, whereas Acrisure is flushing money down on the toilet by uh, trying to get a piece of the greatest uh, sporting venue in the history of all mankind. We'll see if that pays off for them. It reminds me of acupuncture. Okay, that's interesting as well. But the the headliner, besides the obvious fact that the name's just awful, is that I can't believe the amount of change that's happened for the Steelers. And I'm an Omens guy now. I'm into Omens. I wasn't my whole life. Until now, I'm an Omens guy. You got Ben, Colbert, and the and Hines all leaving. Big turnover for the Steelers. They better not change the damn jerseys, but I kind of like it. I kind of like that Hines feel was 21 years. It was basically the Ben Roethlisberger era. Saw two Super Bowls and an extra Super Bowl appearance. Steelers almost got to another Super Bowl within that time uh, with Cordell, I think, in that first year, right? But... It, it, it was surprising to see the name change, even though it's been in the news. Dad, did you have any idea that this was coming? Or did it surprise you to see the news today? We did talk about this several episodes ago that the uh, yeah. that the contract was not... It was actually over in the Heinz Stadium, or Heinz Field was you know, on a one-year extension. Yeah, so it's not like it came out of right field, but there was there was no leaks, there was no rumors, there weren't a couple of weeks of tweaks uh, of tweets saying, "Hey, it looks like they're gonna have to change this thing," and so from that standpoint, it was very surprising. And sometimes it's almost better to get a bad name because the tweets are hilarious. And I know there were a lot of people suggesting a bunch of other local Pittsburgh companies that would have made better names, but I don't know if Iron City Brew had enough money to to make. Iron City Stadium, although that would be really cool. Although, Dad, I will say this. I'm not a... I say I am, but I'm not a Pittsburgh native. And... That is is the first time you've admitted that. I'm just worried that there's going to be other... You know, you just got to be truthful. And I am one. You know, I've earned it. 
But I wasn't born on the banks of the Three Rivers, so I do pay homage to those like yourself who truly are from the homeland. So I don't know if I have the right to say this or not. It's not Iron City, it's Steel City. So if they had called it Iron City, Iron City Stadium, that would have rubbed me the wrong way. What, what do you think about that? Well, you need to be careful because when I worked in the mill, though those many years ago, I worked in the ironworks. Many of the men did work, and some, some women worked in the ironworks. So iron was very relevant in steel making. Well, let, let's, let, let me just give a couple of factoids about this. So the CEO of Acrisure, and by the way, it's not that hard to pronounce. Why don't you take a little bit of time? You know, it's three <laughs> syllables. So I like that. No, it's extremely phonetic. Yeah, it's not I, bad. I think this company is out of uh, uh, headquartered in Michigan, Michigan. but he is a, yeah. he's a purported lifelong Steeler fan, um, obviously, and he's a founder of the company. So my guess is like he could have pursued other naming rights. It's kind of cool that you have a fan getting the naming rights. We'll get used to it like you get used cool. to everything in life. You know, when IT issues you that, that new keyboard and mouse and you hate it, and then, you know, within a month you're used to it. I actually yeah. found an article of the top 10 worst stadium names. So I think that, can I throw a couple out here just to get your reaction? Just go right down the list, give me all 10. Do you want from 10 to one or one to 10? 10 to one. 10 to one, number 10. Number 10 is TCF Stadium, Minnesota. Everbank Field, Jacksonville. Yes, that's deservedly so. Soldier Field should not be on this list. Soldier Field is a great that's name. That's obscene. That's one of the coolest names in history. Yeah, this list is immediately irrelevant, but keep going. Edward Jones Dome. <laughs> it's, only, it's only good because it rhymes, but that's St. Louis. Rams, yeah, it does rhyme. I, and I'm sorry, that does qualify it as a decent name. Georgia Dome? No, not in, not agreeing Incredible with that. Name. Sun Life Stadium for Miami? I don't know why it's number that's a five good one. on this list. I'm sorry. Another there's name? Sun in Miami. Huh? There's Sun in Miami. At least there's something there, you know? Ralph Wilson I'll Stadium. That, again, don't name it after a guy that nobody knows. FedEx Field. Uh, it's ranked number three on the list. It's not that bad, okay. but it's it's a little too commercial. Just like the next one, Qualcomm, yeah. Qualcomm Stadium for San Diego. And the number one, it's unpronounceable. O.co Coliseum. I don't know how that's pronounced. Do you? For the Raiders? <laughs> Oco? I don't know. I also don't know. It's literally I mean, O right. period C.O. Small C.O. Well, Acroshore... Acrosure. Yeah, There's something intimidating about it, but you're right. It's, once I sounded it out, I said, "Oh, that's not that difficult at all." The it's problem, just exactly like it looks. The problem is, it's an after, it's an aftershave. That is, I think, the biggest problem with Acrosure. Here's what I think the problem is: is I was actually going to say you couldn't have found a more insurance company sounding name for an insurance company, Acrosure. It just, I'm bored just by the name of it. But if you remember, the Steelers Stadium used to be called. Three Rivers Stadium. What an unbelievable name. It, it's poetic. Sounds like the Greeks could have done something like that. And then, obviously, it's relevant to the city. Just like Mile High Stadium in Denver. Those are cool names. And then we went to be named after Ketchup. And I remember when that happened. And that was an... I would actually say the switch from Three Rivers to Heinz was more painful. You had this regal, glorious stadium that had seen four Super Bowl championship championship teams, and then you went to the ketchup company, and they would pour ketchup in the end zone. Well, guess what? Steelman kept winning, and then we embraced the ketchup. And then I personally don't know how many Steelers fans think this, but for me, 
a big part of us all liking Heinz Field is simply like, well, Heinz Ward. That's like one of the best Steelers ever. So like at least we got Heinz and Heinz there. But I think Heinz Field is I don't know if it's worse. It's not because it's a little bit more memorable and then there's there's a funny element that leads into it. But that was sort of a clown nose on top of a glorious organization, in my opinion, when it, when they first named it that. What do you think? You think this change is worse just because it's so bland? Well, isn't it interesting that many stadiums were named, you know, just sort of civic civic names and, and then in the NFL, like it does for everything, started learning how to make more money. That deal was a $57 million deal over 20 years, which sounded enormous back then. I think the tie-in with Heinz is they were right across the street. I mean, they were they were a local locally headquartered company, so there was a tie-in there. And Heinz doesn't Heinz isn't FedEx. FedEx is a totally fabricated right. corporate name, and it was probably developed before AI. But it sounds like a computer came up with that. FedEx Heinz <laughs> is a family name, yeah. so I I think it, I think it's fine. It's just it's the way of the world. Um, Acrosure definitely sounds very corporate to me. We take it, we move on. And just like I said, yeah. just like we got used to Heinz and we embraced it, Acrashore will be our name. And we'll be really upset in 16 years when they change it to, I, you yeah. know, an AI company uh, name. Oh, oh, one, zero. Oh, oh, field. Yeah, precisely. No, I think you and I have the exact same reaction. I didn't really have much emotional um, reaction to it, honestly, because I felt that more when Three Rivers changed. Because that's a name. Like, that sounds like a... A, an artistic venue and then it's like okay and I totally agree with what you're saying about Heinz and by the way also everybody already knew the number one catch up in the game I mean as far as insurance goes I have no idea what these jokers are doing but I assume they're going to be the best guys in the business after this and we're rooting for them and we're switching to Acrosure depending on how well the Steelers do I think the hardest thing for Acrosure is how do they come up with something better than the pouring ketchup bottles after touchdowns on the scoreboard they have some. They have a sheaf money, of right? paper that they flip through, like ins- an insurance binder. <laughs> you just get a loud. That's the binder. Actually, it's kind of pleasant. Portfolio pages turn. It's kind of nice as you rack up the yards. How frustrating would that be for the Browns? Oh, Steelers get another first down. We got to hear that damn portfolio get thumbed <laughs> through again. Hey, speaking of the Browns, the other big news this week is Baker Mayfield getting traded. So now after not liking Baker Mayfield for his entire career for two reasons. Number one, he's on the Browns. Number two, he's kind of a douche. He's always been a douche. He was unfairly compared to Baker Mayfield, who was like an unhinged douche, but he always has had that annoying, like, oh my gosh, just tone it down. The grabbing of the crotch thing was a big one for me in in college when he did that move. And it's not because I care about a guy celebrating or not. It just always struck me as like, oh, he just has no control over what he's doing. Whereas like a Cam Newton or a, uh, a cocky quarterback who's dancing. And yeah, Cam would be sulky, which always annoyed me. But when Cam's dancing, it's kind of more like a, eh, he's a showboat. He's a showman. You might not like that. But it's at least I can respect where he's coming from. Where Baker just always seemed like paper in the wind to me, right? Now, I also agree that he got totally screwed over and he still has a chance to be, I think I heard someone, I think part of my take or PFT commenter was saying like a top 12 quarterback. I think that's really accurate. I think he could be a Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins type of quarterback uh, because he's shown that and he has great talent. Um, But his teammates have also expressed on multiple occasions that he's annoying. And now more of those reports came out right after the trade occurred and he's difficult to coach and I could definitely see that because whenever I see Baker Mayfield in interviews I think he is just 
three degrees to the left of being really cool because he's obviously smart. And in a lot of ways, he's really down to earth and personable. And we joke about the commercials a lot, but you and I have said on here, he's actually pretty good in the commercials. So he is a really personable guy if he could just drop the annoying chip on his shoulder 24 hours a day. So his arm is excellent. He has a very good arm and he's, he's thick and he can scramble enough to get out of trouble. Him being short is a big deal. I think that's a big part of his downfall. But now that we've talked about Baker Mayfield enough, he's not in the Browns. So I will root harder for Baker Mayfield than almost any other quarterback in the league now because if he goes to the Hall of Fame in Carolina and the Browns just traded him for, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson and all that comes with him, I would be the happiest man ever. That would be spectacular. So we are now sort of honorary Panthers fans even though they don't have a great team, but they do at least have a few pieces around them with DJ Moore as a great receiver. Let's assume Christian McCaffrey plays, you know, five or six games. That'll be nice. And uh, Robbie Anderson, who hates Baker Mayfield. But anyways, I'm rooting for him. What do, you, what do you feel like, Dad? Do you think it was fair or unfair? Are you happy for him? It was a fifth-round conditional pick. Pretty amazing. I was just curious. Right when you started that whole role, you had said he's yeah. kind of like Baker Mayfield. Did you mean Johnny Manziel? Is that what you were comparing him to? Yeah, yeah, you're okay, right. Okay, I just <laughs> want to get that, because that, that's important that you know that that's who your comparator is. Um, the fifth round conditional pick, I will tell you, there is nothing nothing like public accountability that you get in the NFL, right? You know what yeah. people think about you. You Look at look at Le'Veon Bell. He just hung out. They finally got his deal with the Jets. How the resounding silence some of these guys get when they think they're getting their payday, and that is so public. And yeah, I hope, man. I, I hope, like, I, I think he's um, Baker Mayfield. I hope he does well. I love the commercials. That's basically all I have to base that on. Here's what I here's what I think, though. I do not think he will do well because I think this is similar to the Carson Wentz situation, where he's not going to learn his lesson because everybody's on his side. Everyone says the Browns are a dumpster fire, and also the Browns treated him poorly by lying to him, and he played through an injury to his shoulder, which is very legit for a quarterback. I still have the opinion of like, I don't know, make it happen, dude. But it, a shoulder injury, even though it was his off shoulder, that is difficult for a quarterback to play through. And they screwed him over. So, it, but, and then also on the other hand, I mean, obviously everything comes with an asterisk because of the various serious allegations that Deshaun Watson has been accused of and there being almost 30 of them, which pretty much ensures that he did something. It may be shocking if he didn't. So there's obviously these mor- moral uh, issues with them signing him but uh it's also like he's a top three quarterback in the league top five whatever you want to say Deshaun Watson so even if Baker Mayfield was good there is still the point well they had a chance to get like an MVP like Patrick Mahomes type guy so how unfair or fair is that really this is a once this has never happened before so in that sense he wasn't treated un- unfairly you know but I think since the public opinion is so on his side, he won't humble himself the way he needs to. And they play the Browns the first freaking week. So he's going to be very juiced up for that. And as a quarterback, you can't be juiced up. you got to be zenned out. And I think that's kind of his biggest problem. And I think the, the Panthers are a pretty dysfunctional franchise. So if I had to bet on it working, I'd say probably not. But I hope it does. So do you think that he's in, uh, jumping from the frying pan into the fire? Because I would think if you're unsuccessful with two teams, there go your excuses. But it sounds like the way you're setting it up is he'll have more excuses. 
I think those the number one pick in the draft gets a lot of different chances, and you're seeing it with Carson Wentz right now. He he got big money to start for Washington over Taylor Heineke. He was like, he's like, how much better is he than Taylor Heineke? So I think he could have that sort of similar trajectory potentially, depending on how this goes. So it's Jack Lambert's seventieth uh, birthday, and that leaves a hollow feeling inside of me that he's seventy. And that he could still beat the crap out of me. That's what leaves the hollow feeling inside of me. That's glorious. He could, he could bite you right in the jugular. And Isn't gone. it interesting? He, he's just sort of, basically you can find a couple things on him. Maybe his Hall of Fame speech, but he's disappeared. He did not want any part of the limelight. He doesn't want to broadcast. I don't know what he's doing. I think he hunts. I'm sure he does, and I'm conflicted because in one way that's exactly what you want from a Jack Lambert. You want him to just disappear into the wilderness. And in the other hand, you're like, I love it when the old Steelers come back. Franco's back. Swanee's back. A lot of these guys are back. Get Jack damn Lambert back there. It's basically, you know, Mean Joe and Jack Lambert and Terry Bradshaw. and Those are really the big faces of that 70s dynasty. We need him back there. And freaking Bradshaw and, and Lambert are nowhere to be found. You know who's the best? It's Franco. Franco hangs around. Right. He basically, they, he probably him, He probably goes to the locker room. He is in. He is everywhere. He's the friendliest guy. He's a Mr. Pittsburgh, and he's around all the time. And I, I assume they ex- welcome him with open arms. Yeah. Well, Mel Blunt's always there too with the cowboy hat. He's awesome. He's the manliest of all of them besides me and Joe. And Fra- it's so funny because Franco and Jerome Bettis, the bus, remind me a lot of each other. They just have this cheerful attitude while they're running people over and taking their souls. And maybe there's that parallel with Najee, and Najee definitely has that as well. I mean, he's obviously a much more talkative, kind of energetic version, uh, 2022 version, but I think there's a lot of parallels with those workhorse backs, which, again, another thing that's cool about the Steelers and the the traditions that go on. So the non-player nominations for the Hall of Fame have been announced, and Steelers have two two men uh, have been nominated, Buddy Parker, former coach, and Art Rooney Jr. Buddy Parker is such an interesting story. Uh, he was known for just getting rid of guys. At one point, he cut the whole, I think after a loss, he um, put the whole team on waivers and uh, subsequently learned that that was not possible, but that's the kind of guy he was. He actually is third behind Cowher, uh, Chuck Nolan, Bill Cower in terms of wins. I think that's career wins. He didn't have a, he had a sub-500 career with the Steelers. He didn't have much to work with, but the guy hated draft picks. He just traded draft picks away like they were an anathema, picking up picking up stars. And uh, you know the results were what they were until the steel until Dan Rooney took over and decided we're going to build a team from the inside. There you go. And our, obviously, you Art, Rooney Junior, Art, Art Rooney Jr. was actually. Did you realize he was fired at one point? I did not realize. Yes, that. by his family. I guess he's that guy. That's awesome. Anyway, training cool. camp training camp opens. Uh, what is this? Two weeks from t- well, two weeks from tomorrow. So we're looking forward I to can't that. I'm that sure. Amazing. Yeah, we are very much looking forward to that. I uh, hopefully a couple stories between now and next week. Whatever it is, we will find out what it is. We will. Yeah, we'll report here. It's been on a pretty good streak. There's just been a nice little trickle, and I just can't believe there's two weeks left. And- I'm excited for it to start at Back to St. Vincent. Hit us up on Twitter at Steelers Outpost. Shoot us an email at SteelersOutpost at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week, go Steelers. Okay, bye-bye.
Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast.